Welcome to the She Glows Podcast. If you're here, it's probably because you're a personal growth junkie and you thrive off of learning new ways to become the best and highest version of yourself, or you're looking to start. I'm your host, Brooke Petrez. Now let's get ready to glow. What is up, girlfriend? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Glows. So last week I had talked about wanting to create a podcast episode on the realizations that I had when I was hanging out with my girlfriends a few weekends ago. And just to kind of give a little bit of backstory as to why I was having these certain realizations is seven years ago, I got clean from heroin. Over two years ago, I got arrested and put on probation and I haven't been able to drink while being on probation. Um, When I got clean from heroin, I did not stop, you know, like I didn't make it a choice to completely stop drinking and I had gotten into a toxic relationship where all we did was drink. Um, And even though I remained clean, I started abusing alcohol, especially in that relationship. And um, I want to say that that relationship and getting arrested what they were both the biggest blessings in my life even though they were the hardest times I've ever been through and I feel like that's usually the case when it comes to biggest blessings um they usually come from something toxic something tragic something very fucking difficult to overcome so over these last two years I haven't been able to drink because one of the like quote unquote rules of my probation is I'm not allowed to indulge in any alcohol, which at first it felt like a huge problem for me not to drink, but that's only because I was making it one. I felt like I was being robbed of my adulthood, but really I was just being taught one of my biggest life lessons and that was how to celebrate, how to have fun and how to cope without alcohol. So I realized that not being able to drink due to probation allowed me to stop living a life I didn't love. And it helped me create one that I really, truly love today. Um, Because I wasn't doing that before. I would find anything to, any excuse to, anything not any excuse, but like I would find any reason to drink like, oh, it's a birthday. Oh, it's a holiday. <laughs> oh, we're done work. <laughs> like, oh, it's the weekend. Um, Oh, we're relaxing. Like whatever it fucking was, let's have a drink. And that is a huge part of my last relationship was tied to that. And I got arrested while being highly intoxicated in a situation in that relationship and you know I like I said at first it like rocked my whole fucking world like how dare I not be able to have a drink as a I don't how old was I like 27 at the time as a 27 year old but the bigger lesson wasn't about that you know the bigger lesson was about creating a life that I really fucking love and that felt like mine and that I really enjoyed living instead of one that I was just settling in and covering up with alcohol, covering up with other toxic behaviors. So what I, 
when I was hanging out with my girlfriends over like not last weekend, but the weekend before, I realized a few things that have come up for me over the last couple of years since I've been clean. And then also that have just came up for me for the first time um, the other weekend since being sober. And I want to say how wild but very cool these realizations are. And I want to put this out there because I'm not the only one who's ever gotten clean and had to learn how to live a a life off of my drug of choice. I'm not the only one who's ever had to get sober or decided to get sober and then had to learn to life without alcohol. So I want to, one, share the uncomfortability of it, but then two, also share the amazingness of it like the like why it's worth it because i think a lot of people give up on staying clean or staying sober before the magic really happens and um they have a hard time pushing through that uncomfortability which is like a pretty strong phase but an important one because once you get past that really uncomfortable phase that's when the magic happens um So hold out for the magic if you're in that boat. Okay, so a few weekends ago, I hung out with a few of my girlfriends to celebrate our community, to celebrate birthdays, to celebrate my seven years clean. And at first, I caught myself like wanting to be normal, to be able to have a drink like everyone else. But then then I had a realization. Normal is only what it means to you. Her normal could be different from your normal and your normal could be different from my normal. And right now, my normal is not drinking. Right now, my normal is learning how to life, how to socialize, how to celebrate, how to have fun, how to party, completely sober. And that's exactly what I did that weekend. I took endless shots of Flavor Club soda. I danced like nobody was watching. I laughed so hard to the point that I cried. And I just felt so fucking high on life. And that's not anything that I needed to be intoxicated to feel. I did not need to be drinking to feel that way. To dance my ass off. To laugh with my girlfriends. To fucking cry with my girlfriends. To feel comfortable with my girlfriends. I didn't need to be intoxicated. And that weekend was the first time that... Since I've been sober, that's the first time that I have been in a situation where... I felt the need like I wanted to have a drink just so I could like be drinking with all of my girlfriends because from what I know in the past when I would drink with my girlfriends that that high and fun and that buzz that you have when you guys are all just like a little bit tipsy and enjoying life it's there's nothing like that or so I thought because I had that being completely sober that weekend. I had a high off of life. I had a buzz off of life. I had a buzz with my girlfriends and I felt completely comfortable. I felt completely okay when I had that realization and then I brought myself into reality of this is my normal. My normal is socializing with other intoxicated people and still having the best time. 
That's a lesson I had to learn. And it felt really fucking good to be able to show up and do that. With the support of my friends, with no judgment of my friends, with my friends wanting to include me with seltzer shots, seltzer water shots, you know, um, there was no, oh, Brooke can't do this, so we'll do this without her, but then the next activity she can join in on. We were even going to play water, water pong just for a fun game to play and just so I could play with them. We ended up not playing, you know, we, we did a million other things, but... There is no restriction to life just because you're not drinking or to partying or to socializing or to celebrating just because you're not drinking or just because, you know, your drug of choice isn't in the mix or you decided to break up with that drug of choice. If you're in that boat, I really encourage you to challenge yourself to life sober life clean and find that same high that you had while you were you know intoxicated as a sober human being in the same setting in the same situation in the same surrounding in your same community because it is damn well possible I lived it that weekend and when I got arrested and I got over the fact that like oh my god I'm 27 years old and I can't fucking have a drink when I got over that little saga I challenged myself to do things where I would typically want to have a beer or typically like want to have a drink so like go to my dad's for the games or um Like, what else? I went to Summit for a coaching event. And not that I was necessarily around, like, a lot of people, like, partying or drinking. But when we would go out to dinner, um, whenever we weren't, you know, learning or whatever, a few of the girls would have drinks. Would I like a glass of wine with my girlfriends at dinner? Absolutely. But me challenging myself to, like, go out and do life things that I typically used to do with a drink in my hand felt amazing, felt rewarding. And that became my new normal. And this, that weekend that I just had with my girlfriends was was the first time that everybody was together to like fucking party. And I was in like a, a little bit of a different setting. Um, But my new normal felt good. Something else I really have reflected on since I haven't been drinking is how I used to drink when I would drink. I really thought about this because, you know, after I'm off probation, I'm not saying I'm like going to dive head first towards like a six pack of beer or, you know, down a bottle of wine or anything. But have I thought about having a glass of wine at dinner or having ice cold beer at a ball game or whatever? Absolutely. But I really wanted to get crystal clear and put shit into perspective as to how and why I used to drink. And like what my drinking situations used to look like in the past. And what I found to be a common theme, um, which I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this uh, 
like hardcore I feel like this is just how we're designed as humans when we haven't taken the time to put in the soul level work but whenever I was in a toxic relationship or a toxic situation I would abuse the alcohol and that situation would turn even uglier that relationship would turn even more toxic add alcohol to the mix and it was like game fucking over But when I was in a healthy time in my life and all my relationships were healthy and all of my situations felt really good and felt really healthy and I enjoyed being in them, when I would drink, I would just feel that extra buzz of pure happiness that you get with hanging out with your girlfriends around a fire or going out to dinner with them or dancing in the club or whatever it is. Nothing bad came out of a situation like that when I was in a healthy like healthy spot in my life when I was surrounded by healthy people you know like mentally healthy people I wouldn't sabotage anything I wouldn't get aggressive or angry and that is something I really noticed about myself and And so who knows like what my future holds, but I have developed a strong enough relationship with myself to know that I would never, I guess I shouldn't say never, but I plan to not bring one toxicity back into my life whatsoever. I've been hearing a lot lately about making your life sacred and if And that's something I really want to like strive towards. There's no toxicity in your sacred life, in a sacred life whatsoever. But I damn well will not bring alcohol into a situation that maybe even feels a little bit toxic or maybe feels like it could be in my future. So that's a that's a huge realization that I had over these last couple of years of how I used to drink and And what it looked like for me to drink in certain situations. Um, So that's something I want to be mindful of if I ever, you know, do have a drink with my girlfriends again. Or decide I want to have a drink at a ball game. Or whatever it is. I might never. I don't know. I still got a few years left on probation to um, really think about that. And I won't know how I feel until that day comes. But I love the fact that I'm in this position and in this spot and that, you know, everything did happen in my past so I could have these realizations, so I could learn from them, grow from them, and have the time to really reflect on a lot of the shit that went on. Um, okay, so this is like a, a, another huge realization. It's like my third one. This is why I wanted to kind of take a minute to process all of these things. I typed everything out so I could kind of get my words out. Um, And I didn't just want to like throw up an episode on this last week. But something that came up for me a few weekends ago when I was hanging out with my friends is something that actually has come up for me quite a few times since I've been clean from heroin. And I mostly noticed it in, I feel like I said mostly weird, mostly... (laughs) mostly 
That sounds fucking weird. Anyway, I mostly noticed it in my intimate relationships. Um, is that I have a hard time getting like physically close and intimate with others. Like I said, mostly in my relationships with a significant a significant other. And I never used to be that way. I would consider myself someone who is very lovey-dovey in relationships. And even with like my old friendships with my girlfriends, I used to be like that. And since I've gotten clean, I found like a disconnect there. And I remember when I was in my last relationship, really noticing that. And I was like, why is this? Like, you know, when it came to cuddling, when it came to sex, when it came to, I don't know that I, when it came to anything physically romantic, I would kind of like feel withdrawn whether I showed it or not. Or I kind of feel like I would want to pull away. um, Or just completely shut down. And I don't know why that... And I didn't know why that was such a thing. And over this last weekend... Not this last weekend, but the weekend prior... um, I noticed I'm, I'm the same way with my girlfriends. And it wasn't until I was together with a whole bunch of them where everybody was the same, like, they're all, like, they like to love up on you, they're cuddlers, they're huggers, they're, you know, they're touchers, like, they just love, um, like, physical touch as a love language, I guess, and, um, you know, if you're close with your girlfriends, that's, like, typically the case, and I found myself, like, okay, we were hugging for 0.2 seconds, we're good, or, like, "Mm, I don't really cuddle up like that, or, and, I didn't say this out loud, but I could feel myself wanting to withdraw and I could feel myself like wanting to pull away. You're like, okay, let me just go over here now. And that bothered me because one, it brought me back to like when I was trying to be intimate in my last relationship and sometimes I couldn't, but two, I don't know why I feel that way and But what I do know, I don't know why I feel that way or why that happens with the people I feel closest to and that I feel most comfortable with, but I do know that it's something that needed to come up for me to be able to heal from whatever it is that I haven't healed from that caused that little bit of trauma right there or that caused that little bit of uncomfortability for me um so that was a great realization to have because I remember thinking in you know in my um my relationship with my ex how like I don't like feeling this way and I at first I thought it was I was like is it him or is it me but like the longer our relationship went on I was like this is a definitely a me thing this is definitely a me thing that I need to figure out um But I thought maybe it was just like, I kind of always felt like that relationship was toxic and never going to get better. So a part of me was just always withdrawn. And then when I was around my girlfriends and I felt the same way, but like in a different situation, um, I was like, okay, some part of me is really withdrawn from intimacy and I have to figure out why. And I think that's the really cool fucking thing about life when these little things go on that make us feel uncomfortable, that make us feel a little closed off. 
we get to learn how to grow so we don't feel that way anymore. We get to figure out like what the, I don't want to say missing puzzle pieces, but like what needs to be bandaged up, you know, repaired, what needs to be worked on in order to heal through that, in order to grow through that, and in order to not have that disconnect in other future relationships or friendships or whatever it is. So those are my biggest realizations that I've had since one, being clean from heroin and two, being sober from alcohol over these last couple of years. And I feel so grateful for these realizations. Um, because they don't feel toxic. And if I wasn't in a spot to know that they're realizations, I wouldn't be in a spot to be able to take the next step to start healing from them, to start growing past them. Um, And like I said at the beginning of this episode, as shitty and toxic and difficult as my relationship was my situations were my life felt I am so grateful I am so blessed that I was in that relationship that I got arrested that I'm on probation because it is so true when they said everything you've been through leads you to where you're at right now. And I tell you guys this a lot. I would not trade where I'm at right now in my life. Who I am, where I'm at, my friends, my family, like every single thing in my life feels so good to me right now. I mean, I'm just in a little bit of a spiritual growth spurt. That doesn't feel the best, but I still wouldn't trade that for anything. And I'm all about that self, self-growth self and personal development, soul-level growth. And I wouldn't be able to explore this growth if I didn't go through that bullshit. You know, that's that's how we build our strength through those trying times. And I just really want to remind you because I do know a handful of people who have used and gotten clean went back to using, are still using. I know a handful of people who, you know, used to drink, got sober, are still sober, still struggle. I know people who are, you know, drinking and want to quit, using and want to quit. And I know that scary part of like, well, how do I live my everyday life without that? You fucking find a way. Trust me, I did it. I'm doing it. And it's really hard and it's really uncomfortable, but... Not nearly as hard or uncomfortable as a life you're currently living while using or while you're back on the fence of using and not using sober and not sober. And honestly, what I've noticed over this last year or so, especially, and I think the biggest reason is because of the pandemic, is that people have been wanting to... I don't want to say quit drinking, but like really pull back from drinking all the time. Um, But when that is like all you know with how to socialize or how to celebrate or, you know, how to tailgate, how to go to ball games, whatever. Like that's your social norm. 
And it's fucking hard to flip the script on that. It really, really is. Flip the script, flip the switch, you know, whatever the saying is. Um, that's difficult. I mean, until you're made to do it, like being on probation or whatever. But deciding to make that decision yourself is hard. But that's why we have communities. That's why we have support systems. That's why we have, you know, friends and family and and the fucking internet. That's why we have social media. You know how, like, the women that I went to hang out with a few weekends ago, they are all women that I met in my wellness community. I didn't know one of them in real life before, before I, you know, before we all became friends through my wellness community. I didn't know one. And they became my biggest support system. So on this journey that I'm in that gets fairly fucking hard sometimes, they're here to support me. You know, in my in my new sober lifestyle and that's the importance of surrounding yourself with a solid circle. So I just wanted to share my sober truths with you because they have been big lessons in my life and I am always here to share my truths, share my lessons, and hope that it helps at least one person. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody you think you would resonate with and subscribe to She Glows. I'll see you next Wednesday, girlfriend.